0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast presented by First Federal. It's Monday, August 15th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs' season has started, and the early returns were pretty good. Starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes played the first series in the preseason opener against the Chicago Bears, and he led the Chiefs on a touchdown drive that he capped with a short touchdown pass to Blake Bell. The Chiefs' top reserves put up another touchdown before halftime, and the defense kept the Bears off the board in the first half. Chicago went on to win 19-14. Today's podcast is our conversation with beat writers Herbie Teope and Jesse Newell, along with columnist Sam McDowell, after the game. We talked about what we liked, like running back Isaiah Pacheco, wide receiver Justin Watson, defensive end George Karloftis, and more, and one or two things we didn't like. Let's get started. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, our chat about the Kansas City Chiefs that is sponsored by First Federal. We talk about the Chiefs with the folks in the media who know them best and with you. Please send us your questions and comments and let's talk about the preseason opener that happened today in Chicago. Herbie, uh, I think you have to look at this game uh, a couple ways, uh, maybe use a couple of sets of scores here. One, 14 to nothing Chiefs. The other 19 to nothing Bears, uh, I think the Chiefs 14 to nothing score more significant than what the Bears did. Have I got that right?
1: Yeah, you absolutely have it right. You know, when we 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 entered this week, we knew that the Vegas odds makers had the Bears as a three and a half point favorite. That's because their backups were probably better than the Chiefs backups. But when you put the starters on the field, what you had there was, like you mentioned, a seven to nothing league, a very efficient eleven play drive by Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, they go up 14 to nothing, and then the backups came in, and obviously that that's where the tide turned. So I tend to agree with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll have some work to do in St. Joe this week with the third and the fourth team players, but uh, the ones and the twos looked pretty sharp. Um, Jesse, take us through that first possession for the Chiefs, where they actually the first possession on both sides of the ball. They look so good uh, on offense and defense.
2: Yeah, I think the main takeaway is going to be offense because Mahomes and we want to all see how this offense is going to interact or interact with each other. And it was fascinating because they ran a bunch of plays under center, they ran a bunch of play action, and Michael Burton was on the field for a bunch of that. So uh, the efficient offense you come to expect from the Chiefs, but doing it in a little bit of a different way, and Andy Reid showing that, you know, they can run the ball out of the I formation, they can do some play action, maybe bring some linebackers up, suck them in, and then uh, throw it down over the tops of them but a very good first drive for the chiefs and you guys already mentioned this but it was sort of interesting in soldier field here they were piping in the sound from the post game of the bears talking and some of the bears players seem really happy to win the game so it's, it's funny how these <laughs> exhibition preseason games go in that like the bears can seem very happy that they beat the chiefs when all of us with eyes watching the game could watch that and say hey uh, if these were the two real teams playing in there then we know that uh, the chiefs would have won this game rather easily
1: to,
0: yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and celebrate Chicago. Yeah, but.
1: Now, what I was going to say is to Jesse's point there, when you mentioned some of the some of the twenty one personnel, because you know, you know, Michael Burton in there, but they ran four consecutive plays with twenty one personnel. What I mean, there's two running backs and a tight end. That's not something that you expect out of Andy Reid, but it also goes to show you, that you know, we know that they were not specifically game planning for the Bears here. So you want to keep it as simple as possible and. Two running backs in the tight end, that's about as simple as it can get. That's a throwback to the old days where, you know, compared to now where Andy is going to get all exotic with three, four wide receivers spread out all over the field. So he kept it simple today.
0: Yeah, play action uh, completion to Burton on the first play, the first snap for the Chiefs. And, of course, Burton picked up the the first down on the third and one around midfield. And I had forgotten the stat. I shouldn't have because I think, Jesse, you've written about it this year that Burton had uh, eight – rushing attempts last year and picked up first downs on all eight of them. He did that again today. So, uh, you know, just, yeah, sort of the last guy I expected to, you know, to notice on offense uh, was, was a key contributor early in that first drive, but uh, Patrick Mahomes spread the wealth on, on that possession, uh, hitting five or six different receivers and six. Thank you, Herbie. And just a. You know, uh, uh, I I thought the the reception by Marquez Valdez-Scantling was significant. Third down catch where Mahomes scrambled. A little bit of a uh, a no-look pass from from Mahomes. Sam McDowell's joined us. Hey, Sam. What's up, guys?
3: There
0: you go. There you go. Um, And then, of course, the the touchdown, five-yard touchdown pass play to uh, Blake Bell. And Herbie, this is a good opportunity for you. To update us on the Blake Bell injury didn't happen on that play it happened uh, later in the first half and if I if, if if I saw this correctly it was a non-contact injury
1: yeah unfortunately Andy Reid did not address what was going on with Blake Bell after uh after the game during his post-game remarks so I'm sure we're going to have more updates when we get back to St. Joe but you know when you think about if it's a non-contact injury Immediately really brought to the sideline, evaluated the tent, and then when you ride the cart into the locker room and you're not in the passenger seat, but you're in the back, that's usually not a good sign. And, and you know the Chiefs right now, they do have the depth at the at the tight end position. They are getting Jody Fortson back, but to lose a guy like Blake Bell, I know when people look at his stats, they're like, hey, he doesn't do much. Well, yes, he does. He is the primary blocker. In their tiger personnel package. So when you think of the twelve personnel packets for the Chiefs, it's Travis Kelsey and Blake Bell because Bell is the blocking component.
0: Yeah, this has the uh, the potential to be a significant injury for the Chiefs if they don't have Blake Bell. I know that Noah Gray had a you know he had a nice game. And he's had a very nice training camp, but they you know Blake Bell has a you know has a pretty significant role in this offense. Uh, we, we
3: actually did see Blake Bell um, leaving the locker room. He was walking without any sort of equipment or anything on, on his body with just a very slight limp. So um, don't know exactly what the nature of his injury was, but he looked to be not quite as serious as maybe it indicated on the field.
0: Fingers crossed that that, that is the case. Um, Jack, our, uh, probably our most loyal uh Audience member, Jack, how you doing? He's asking about Isaiah Pacheco, and I thought Isaiah Pacheco had not only a, a good game, but I think we we learned something a little bit more, or maybe had some ideas confirmed about the running back depth chart. Jesse, um, you know, after you know, Clyde Edwards Lair is the starter, <laughs> but. You know, we. I think we've gone from is Isaiah Pacheco going to make the team to oh he'll make the team because he's a return specialist to oh, you know he might be the number two running back now. At least that's the order of uh, of, of of competition today.
2: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I wrote about uh, today was Pacheco. I was able to catch him in the locker room, talk to a couple other guys, but the story I actually had sort of spoke to exactly what you're saying, Blair. We don't want to make too much of preseason games, but today I think for Pacheco you kind of have two different data points here, which is when he was in and then how he did when he was in. And so when he was in is probably the most significant, which is he was in on the very first possession with the first team offense in the red zone. You don't do that if you don't like the guy. And you don't do that if you think the guy you know is your four-string running back. So that's number one data point. That's probably the most important thing today is you can see it in practices and in training camp. But the fact they threw him out here in the Bears in his, for his debut and they're having him run a flat route on the 10-yard line in the very first possession with Patrick Mahomes, I think that tells you more than anything else. Now, how he looked is also important as well. And he bounced off that tackle in the flat. Uh, you know, I want to get this quote from Sky Moore because that was the first thing I asked Sky Moore in the locker room. I was like, hey, what do you think about Pacheco? And here was his quote. Uh, He's balling. I feel that he might be the steel of the century. He runs that ball so hard and does his thing. So uh, that was Sky Moore. Very excited to talk about him. I know Michael Burton, I talked as well to him in the locker room about Pacheco, uh, the fullback who sounds like from talking to Isaiah, he's taking a little bit of a mentorship role for him. And he just says, uh, you know, listen, I, Isaiah runs the ball hard. The, breaking the tackles, what he can do is that he he plays so physical with so much weight behind him and with such power and force uh, that he's able to do that. But he also said that he's a sponge. He, he wants to take things in, kind of like we've heard about Perloftis and a lot of these other guys in the rookie class. So I think they're impressed by Isaiah Pacheco. I think the front office is happy with him because they took him late. I think the coaches are happy with him. I think a lot of that was solidified by seeing him out on the field in this very first possession and seeing him in there before guys like Jerick McKinnon and also Ronald Jones.
1: Hey, to that point, here's something that Andy Reid said after the game because you mentioned, and he, this is the exact quote, quote, some of these young guys, they had a chance to play today with the ones and twos are guys that will be asking to play this season. So when he's mentioning the guys who played today with the ones obviously Pacheco uh so you know we go back to the question is he making the team I think that quote right there says it all you know if you were a young guy playing with the ones and twos today the chiefs are expecting you to contribute this year
0: Well and and I don't think we can make too much of the first time Pacheco touched the ball. Jesse alluded to it—the tackle-breaking reception. You know, he just—he uh, basically just ran through that. It was a, I don't know if it was a linebacker or a cornerback that was up to greet him on the on that uh, pass in the in the flat from the ten-yard line. But that was a that was a show of toughness. That um, uh, that was a little bit. I hate, almost hate to say it, but was a little bit mindful of Kareem Hunt the way he used to uh, attack defenders. So I thought Isaiah, I thought Isaiah Pacheco, uh, as he has been doing in training camp, made a big statement today, and, um, and, and we will absolutely see him on the team. And that does leave well, – where was Jarek McKinnon today? What uh, you know, We're we, we thinking pretty highly of him, and I don't know if he got a rushing attempt and maybe some special team snaps.
2: Yeah, I think mostly special teams, Blair. Uh, very limited for him. I think it's, it's sort of fascinating now because I think the conversation has just shifted very quickly here as you've been talking about, which is uh, once Dave Tobe said that the kick returner is Isaiah Pacheco, once we see Isaiah Pacheco in there with the ones, all of a sudden you, you start to shift to say, okay, a few weeks ago he we would have said, uh, who's going to make the roster out of running backs? You would say Clyde Edwards-Alaire for sure, and then after that you're not real sure. I would say Pacheco moves up that list. He's going to make the team, and now you're thinking, okay – mckinnon are they just saving him he's a veteran he knows what he's doing that sort of thing or is this a real battle between ronald jones and jarek mckinnon and uh i think that it also brings up the the thing you know i I wrote this offseason i said hey this this offense could use a ronald jones like back they could use a guy who can hit that hole get behind his pads drive three or four extra yards and gain extra yards which this offense needs running the ball Pacheco needs to be that guy if they're going to cut Ronald Jones or trade Ronald Jones. And so, uh yeah, that that that'll be fascinating to track too. I, I talked with Pacheco and I think he said this, Patrick Mahomes said this a couple of days ago when he was talking about Pacheco, but I think the question with him right now is Pacheco's really fast and he's really powerful, but does he see the whole? Does he have the vision? Is he patient? Because sometimes those guys you know that's kind of what they are. They kind of a bull in a china shop. You just kind of go forward, you, you rely on your physicality, you rely on your speed. We saw that ball in the flat. I mean, it didn't take Pacheco wiggling around or finding a hole, he was just out in space, and, and that was kind of what he's best at. Now, the question is going to be if you get the bat, if you get the ball in the backfield out of the eye formation or whatever, can you pick the hole? Can you see the vision? Can you see the hole? And then can you burst through because, uh, yeah, Pacheco has the, the potential to be a one cut type back like uh, Ronald Jones. Has been in the past. It's just that Ronald Jones has done it for a longer period of time and has proven that over the course of his NFL career. But right now, again, yeah, that's those are questions to be asked here in the future. But uh, right now, I'd say McKinnon and Jones are the ones danger of not making the team uh, not Pacheco. He's, he's the guy that's going to be on the roster.
1: I'm going to disagree with my esteemed colleague there, and I don't think it's a matter of Jones versus McKinnon. I think it's McKinnon. I But Jones has slid down – the depth chart, or even the unofficial one, but from what we're watching out there in practice, there's a reason why he's been working with the threes and the fours. And that's kind of like how we finished the game today. The Chiefs know what they have in McKinnon. So I don't think you need to, you know, as Jesse said, it's the veteran preference or, you know, it might be the veteran preference. I agree with that. But when I cut, when it comes to this roster, I think it's going to be McKinnon over Jones, Pacheco's a bigger version of Jones as well. He's got him, you know, he weighs at 215 pounds compared to Ron Jones. two seven. They're both five eleven. So when you want that power back, but also with the, with the, with the ability to make some cut moves, it's, it's Pacheco.
2: I'm just saying, you gotta be right, Herbie, you know, and I'm sure that's going through the chief's mind as well, that, uh, you know, if you're going to put this much on Pacheco's plate, you gotta be right, especially when you have another guy in Ronald Jones that's done it before.
0: Well, one, one player who did not help his cause today was Derek Gore with the, uh, with the fumble and a drop pass, just a, just a bad day for, for him. And um, this is a guy who's contributed to the chiefs uh, previously. So tough day for him. We got, um, how about the, um, how about if we switch to the wide receivers? I was going to ask Sam about that and maybe when he's back, he can chime in, but um, I, I thought, I thought, we 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 mentioned the uh, Valdez scantling reception on the first um, on, on the first possession. I want to talk Sky more and that toe drag reception he made. But also, let's start with we have we've gotten you know this far into the show and have not mentioned who I identified as the KC star of the game, and that is Justin Watson. What a nice game for him and Sam. Pick it up with with him and the wide receivers. Uh, I, I think he. Maybe he already solidified a roster spot, but I, I just feel better about him on the roster now after today's game.
3: Yeah, I feel like I should pass it to uh, to this guy over here who's trying to <laughs> who's trying to finish up his work because he's the Justin Wats- Watson specialist. Um, I think Justin Watson's on the team. I think we, you know, when we were out at minicamp, I, I think we thought that he had a lot to give. Um, But what's interesting is I thought he was going to get on the team because he's a really good special teams guy. I mean, that's what he's kind of been most of his career. And the Chiefs typically keep their five and six wide receivers or players that can contribute on specials. So if he can be a contributor on offense, I don't see how he's left out of that room, particularly with the fact that Josh Gordon got one snap in the first half tonight. Um, You know, I think Josh Gordon is clearly on the outside of the bubble trying to fight his way back in. And Watson's the inverse. I think he would have a lot would have to go wrong for him not to make this team. It, you know, he he caught balls in traffic too. It wasn't just that he had five catches for 45 yards. And um, it's too bad Vahe is not here because he said that he explained how Shane Bouchelle actually rerouted him on that touchdown pass with an audible play, um, which even Patrick Mahomes commented, uh, you know, at the podium that he found pretty interesting. He was telling him. In his head, he said, you got to throw the sideline route, and he throws the post instead to, to Watson for a touchdown. So backup players, but still kind of interesting and deeper level stuff they were even doing out here today.
0: That's next level stuff for Buschel to do that. And um, we'll, maybe we'll discuss this in a bigger way next week, the Shane Bouchelle versus Chad Henny competition that may have uh, reared its head today. Um, I thought Shane Bouchelle actually pretty good. Uh, Chiefs offense after after Mahomes was pretty mediocre. Their first six possessions of the second half, they had six yards and one first down, and um, it was just a kind of really sloppy uh, effort by by the Chiefs. But um, but I thought Shane Bouchelle in the second quarter had had a very nice uh, very nice quarter. Maybe if nothing else, earned some you know maybe a little more playing time against the Commanders next week and. Um, look, the, Ch- the Chiefs are going to have to make some kind of decision, uh, put him on the practice squad, or if they don't, then he's subject to be grabbed by another team. And uh, I'm not sure the Chiefs want to lose
3: him. So. That, I mean, that happened to him last year, Blair. I mean, they were certainly nervous about losing him to where they eventually did have to put him on their roster. So, obviously, they had some sort of intel that, that told them that another outside team would have been interested in plucking him.
1: It was the Cardinals. Yeah, it was the Cardinals that expressed interest in Shane.
0: Okay, let's call it halftime, take a break here, Here from First Federal Bank, and when we come back, let's talk about specifically rookies and the defense.
3: When I bought my first home, I was searching for listings and negotiating all on my own. Now I'm back in the housing market and I could not imagine doing that again. But then I found First Federal Bank of Kansas City's expert loan advisors at ffbkc.com. They were kind, knowledgeable, and available 24-7. My loan advisor answered my questions and helped me feel confident all the way through closing. I trust First Federal Bank because they understand banking is personal. Apply today for a home loan at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
0: Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sportsbeat Live Talking Chiefs with Jesse Newell, Sam McDowell, and Herbie Teope. And if you listen closely, maybe you can hear Vahe Gregorian tapping away in the background, finishing up his column uh, which I thought was on George Karloftis because that's what he was asking about in the in the post game, but now I'm uh, the information. The intel is such that it is uh, it's on Justin Watson.
3: No, no, I think he's. It, what did he switch? <laughs> he was writing on Karloftis. I think okay. he was just there. I think he just asked if you're if you're gauging that based on what I said. He was just there. What, what who what are you, <laughs> you writing on? <laughs> I'm gonna, let's do a mid 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 Facebook Live interview. <laughs> He's writing on okay. Carl Gotcha. He's writing on okay. Carl
0: Looking forward to reading it because I, there's Vahe Gregorian, even though he doesn't have a name tag. Um, so uh, doing Justin Watson. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's get back on the rails here. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Chris Jones ended the first series with a, a three and out series with a sack. This was uh you know f- from the team that finished 29th in the NFL in sacks last year. What a what a good sign. Um and later in the half, there was George Karloftis with a sack, which I thought of as this is gonna be a Karloftis type sack. You know, he doesn't bull rush the, you know, the quarterback or you know, doesn't bull rush the, the lineman in front of him to get to the quarterback. He kind of chased him down uh was Simeon and, and then got to him. So really nice to see Karloftis with the sack and, you know, Rob asks about, um, you know, about rookies that were impressive. He would go on the list along with players like Pacheco and Sky Moore. I thought George Carloftus got off to a very, very nice start. And I, I know that um, the person who wrote about him is back finishing up his column. So um what did any of you guys take it what did you see from george and why was uh why was this an encouraging game for him
3: yeah i was impressed with him before the sack um that bull rush he had that almost knocked justin fields over actually knocked the left tackle into justin fields um i think that's more indicative of the type of you know, play we will see from Karloftis. The other one was a little bit more of a coverage sack. Um, but because of the way he'd been playing for the past couple of drives, I thought it was well-earned. Frank Clark actually said, and I think we were all sitting there for Frank Clark, but um, mm-hmm. said that it reminds him of him a little bit. Um, I think that's probably a good thing if he's talking about the first four years of Frank Clark, less so if he's talking about these last two years of Frank Clark. Um, but I do think he's going to be an effort player. So I do think that sack you saw him get today is going to be – you know, something you'll see him, you know, accomplish a few times.
0: So, as I said earlier, Justin Watson was my player of the game. He beat out in a close vote. Um, another another Justin, uh, <laughs> safety Justin Reed. And it wasn't because of what he did on defense. Um, what a special teams moment. I was trying to think. um, I just can't remember. Herbie, maybe you can. The last time somebody other than Harrison Butker you know, had a place kick either in the preseason or any time. And and really the, the person who kicked before that was also on the field, Cairo Santos. But um, I can't remember the last time somebody other than one of those two guys, you know, had a place kick for the Chiefs. And lo and behold, it's the, it's the safety. And he boomed it. You know, it's a, you know an extra point is a 33-yard field goal. And that thing would have been good from another 10 or 15 yards. So – what what did Andy say about you know having Justin Reed on the you know as 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 a backup or emergency kicker?
1: Yeah, you know he actually said you can never have enough of those guys. So you know they do have somebody on the roster if they needed to who can kick, and you know Reed has done it before. Here's the fascinating thing about it because before you know before the game started, normally the first players out there in uniform are Harrison Bucker, James Winchester, and Tommy Townsend, and lo and behold, we spot. Justin Reed in full uniform while everybody's still going through stretching. Like, what what's going on here? Why is he in uniform? But that should have been the hint that he was going to be trying kicks because shortly after we spotted him. Now he's over there lining up, trying extra points. Hey, kudos to the guy for a, for being able to nail this, you know, in a game situation, because when they put him under pressure at training camp, he absolutely missed it wide left. But now, you know, when it, when it mattered the most, he can check the box. Hey, it's my bucket list. Like he said, I can check it on my bucket list. But if he's called upon, we know we can do it now.
0: I thought that was a good point. You know, you can't, uh, because of the roster size, you can't keep an extra kicker. You never, nobody can ever keep an extra kicker. But um, but now we know who the emergency kicker is for the Chiefs. I wonder who the emergency punter is, by the way. Um they, they never tell you. I've always asked every year who the emergency punter was. They never tell you who it is. It was Kelsey, I think, one year. Um, Kelsey may have been the emergency punter. But anyway, um, so, yeah, nice uh, nice moment for Justin Reed. And it was the, it was the extra point after the second touchdown uh, that made it uh, 14 to nothing. And he'll go in the books as a point scoring, extra point scoring safety uh, for the Chiefs. All right what about uh d- defense as a whole um uh, who who stood out who had an opportunity to make a play the chiefs did not get a takeaway in this game they gave it up uh with the with the the um uh fumble didn't get a takeaway um I, did did Trent mcduffie any of the other the rookie you know uh, uh joshua williams um Trent mcduffie we, t- we talked about Carl loftus uh, Brian Cook, any of the rookies on defense make an impression to you, Jesse? Uh,
2: yeah. First off, I know their emergency punter, the Chiefs. His yeah. name is His name is Go for it. That's the Chiefs' <laughs> emergency punter. Uh, it probably should be basically the emergency punter every single game with the offense yeah. that they have.
0: I think um, he's European. I think
2: it's Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. well How are you pronounce it? That That's the emergency punter for the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I thought. So, again, this is sort of like a Andy Reid cop-out. It's like you kind of want to watch the tape and go back and individualize and, and focus really in on some of these guys. I would say Joshua Williams, I thought, you know, he started in their nickel. They started with a nickel out there, which means an extra defensive back. There was one play where the Chicago Bears receiver came down with a one-handed catch over the top of him where Joshua made a play on the ball and, and kind of undersold it a little bit. But I thought, in general, his coverage was pretty good. And, again, we all expect Rashad Fenton to be back and ready. You know, he just came back to practice this week had a good year for the Chiefs last year, but to have some depth at that position and potentially a guy from the fourth round and Joshua Williams be able to emerge and step up, um, that's a position where you want to have more bodies rather than less bodies. So I thought he yellow zone just fine again on first watch of the tape, if you will, or in live uh time. You know, Leo Chanel made some plays I think Uh, with the second and third unit, obviously he's a guy that's going to have to work in coverage. Uh, That's not something he was asked to do much at Wisconsin. He can fill a run blitz. He can go in there and hit somebody. But uh, when it comes to some of those assignments, that's going to be a little bit of a work in progress. And I think the earlier question was some of who are the rookies that haven't lived up to their practice hype. I, I think basically what we saw today is kind of guys living up to their hype. You know, Pacheco was good. Sky Moore out there was pretty good. And then some of these guys that have fallen behind a little bit, you know, Leo Chanel made some tackles, but we saw some, Uh, Parts of his game he still needs to add to and the Darren Kennard was with the third team too. So he's kind of been one of those rookies that hasn't been the guy that's emerged like some of the other ones out there. Um, Again, we'll watch and and know more about Jalen Watson as they go. He's had some first team reps. Uh, he was in there early and, and seemed like uh, a couple of coverage breakdowns, whether it was him or, or the safety he was working with in there. But I'd say all in all, if they get a couple of these guys out there that are are working out really well, uh, we saw Brian Cook with a big hit from the safety spot, and then Joshua Williams with some tight coverage. If both those guys work out along with the Carl and the Pacheco's and the Sky Moors of the world, this is going to be a crazy good uh, rookie class for the Chiefs.
0: Brian Cook also had that that uh, punt coverage, that open field tackle him in the punt coverage, which was outstanding, just outstanding. And I think the Bears. Actually blocked in the back on that and got another ten yards tacked on to the uh, to, to the field position for the to the Chiefs' advantage. But uh, I, I was really impressed with uh, with with Cook, and you know he's somebody we haven't talked a lot about and you know in, in our daily shows from training camp. But um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of stoked about him. I, I think he can um, I think he can be a, a pretty big contributor to this team.
3: Yeah, one of those. Um... Jesse or Herbie, you might be able to remind me better, but we were talking to somebody at camp, a rookie, that mentioned um, that Cook was the guy he was learning from. And it's like, well, he's also a rookie on this team. So it just tells you his intelligence level. I know one of the reasons they drafted Brian Cook was they thought he was an extremely intelligent player. So I think he's going to be around for a while because of that. I mean, when you look at the class as a whole, I don't know that we're going to see pro bowlers or all pro players out of this class, but I think we're going to see really steady – and long-term contributors out of it. And a lot of, and I, you know, I I think based on where guys were playing, I mean, Jesse mentioned this earlier, but the intel you get from these preseason games are who are guys playing with? And that gives you the best indication of, of, you know, whether they might make the team, the amount of time they'll play. And, you know, Herbie mentioned this earlier, but there's guys that they're going to play that are rookies on this team. And like I said, they may not turn out to be, Creed Humphrey, all pro-type players, but I do think they're going to be guys that have an impact immediately here.
2: But think about this, Sam. I mean, just the guys we mentioned. Like, let's just even give do the cutoff. Think about their defense. If Joshua Williams is a steady player, if McDuffie is who they think he is, if Karloftis is even a shade of what he showed today, and if Brian Cook can be a steady, solid contributor, you add that to Nick Bolton, super young. You add that to Willie Gay, super young. I mean, all of a sudden, you've got more than half of a defense in position for multiple years that is young and fast and cheap and can go along with Mahomes. I mean, that's that's really the nice start for something on the defensive end, especially when we know uh, offensively there's always going to be the Mahomes contract. Again, he's worth every penny of that, but it's still going to be a little bit on the salary cap. So again, if you hit on drafts like this and make it work and those guys contribute, man, I mean, it's just It's more like in baseball, if you hit on one draft and all those guys come up together and and they're all cheap together and all winning together, uh, it can be a huge boon for the future success. So that to me has been the main story of training camp is if they hit on that many guys, four or five, even if they're not all pro, even if they are just steady contributors, that's a huge, huge deal, especially when it comes to salary cap and future ramifications.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd add luxurious need to that list as well. And uh, you're right to have all these guys on their rookie contracts contributing and playing, you know, at or above league average. If it turns out that way, that, that is an enormous advantage to the chiefs has the potential to be anyway, enormous fan to the chiefs. So, and uh, it'll, it'll allow us to look back at the Tyreek Hill trade and some other moves that the chiefs made and say, yep, yep. They knew what they were doing. So, all right, you guys, Really enjoyed the conversation, as as always, and we'll do it again uh, a week from today, only a couple hours later, because the Chiefs and the Washington Commanders kick off at 3 p.m. at Arrowhead Stadium Saturday. So somewhere between 6.30 and 7 o'clock next week, we'll do this. But before then, we will be coming at you from training camp. Only four more days in St. Joe Moe. So, uh, that'll make Herbie and Jesse happy and, um, and Sam who just drops in like Sam and Vahe just, just drop in when they feel like it, uh, uh, it'll be good to have them up there this week as well. So for Herbie, Sam and Jesse, and let me hear is Vahe still typing. I think Vahe still typing and for our producer, Todd feedback. Uh, yeah, thank you for watching watch us this, this week and next saturday as well so for first federal um this has been sportsbeat live we're out of here that'll do it for today thanks to our sports beat kc production staff of monty davis randy mason todd Feeback, jeff rosen and chris fickett salute to our sponsor first federal bank tip of the cap to herbie Tiope, jesse newell sam mcdowell and baha gregorian who always come strong with the information and opinion a programming note it's the last week of training camp at Missouri Western and St. Joseph for the Chiefs. We'll be on the air every day at 2.30, bringing you our thoughts on the Chiefs as they prepare for the 2022 season. Please join us. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC.